0: With Tegan Piper, I'm Lante, Kyle Tosk. Alongside, it's not every day that I get fired up to do the radio show. I'm always happy to do the show, just not always fired up until I know that Dion Thomas is coming on at 3:30. All-time great, all-time leading scorer, Illinois, Dion Thomas. Good time to chat with him about this Illini team as they have a week off in preparation for a game at East Lansing on Saturday. Dion, of course, calls the games. For Illinois on the radio side excited to have Dion on and chat Illinois sports and Illinois basketball of course so we will do that at 3 30 our old friend Matt Selich is going to come on at 4:05 to chat some NBA Matt bless his heart I said well I'm waiting on Dion to find out what time and Matt's like well if you need to move me around just let me know I'm like now I would only do that for the all-time leading scorer at Illinois Matt that's that's it and nobody else would bump Selich but we didn't have to worry about it. So, 3.30 for Deion today, today, 4.05 for Sillich. Kyle, what's up, buddy? What's up? Hey, yesterday, we were going through, like, some thoughts of who we could have on the air this week. We're going to have Andy Olson from Channel 3 tomorrow to talk some high school hoops. I know the girls' regional pairings are out. The boys, I think, come out Friday. Illinois basketball, of course. We can chat with, uh, with Andy and also Nick Allegretti playing in the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. A chance to become the... Only Illini former Illini player to win three Super Bowls. What a what a feat that would be, and something that might hang around for a while for Nick Allegretti. And who knows if he hangs with the Chiefs and Pat, McGon- Pat Patrick Mahomes, he may keep racking up that to get to a spot like Nolan Ryan's seven no hitters. So we'll chat with Andy tomorrow. But I made the mention to you about hockey, and I'm like, you know, the Blues are back in the playoff chase. We could get a get a little update on the Blackhawks and kind of how they're doing. And we both looked at each other and like, well, I don't know how interested people would be in hockey right now. I mean, let's be honest. The Hawks aren't very good. The Blues aren't very good. They're just good enough maybe to make the playoffs. And then all of a sudden it comes out today, though no, neither team will comment, that the Blackhawks and Blues will play in the Winter Classic at Wrigley Field this next season. So uh, sign me up for that. Although it would be a really cold day in Chicago in January. Normally those games played on January 1st. There's been, I think, three occasions they've had to play it on January 2nd. But a hockey game between the Hawks and Blues at Wrigley Field, Kyle, you're not a hockey guy. No, I'm but not. But tell me you wouldn't go to that one.
1: No, that's cool. I've always liked the the Winter Classic games. Those it's cool, are, It's just a cool setting. And, yeah, I – I mean, I was I the only hockey I've gotten into is when the Blackhawks were at their yeah, peak that makes back sense. when I was a kid. So that
0: makes sense. And I, I
1: can claim Blackhawks fan, even though I don't really follow them.
0: <laughs> I was kind of uh, I was kind of fortunate in all my life that the Blues were always good. They never won a cup until, of course, 2018. But they were always good. So it kind of piqued my interest when I was a senior in high school. Is kind of when I started following hockey, and then I've been pretty big. On hockey ever since last night my son surprised me he uh, took off and flew out to arizona he's going to the waste management this weekend and his birthday 24th birthday will be on super bowl sunday lucas but he's like hey dad i picked you this i picked this up for you i'm like what is it it was just a big box so i open it up and it's it's called a wood jersey
1: that thing is sweet it's
0: incredible so if you just just google wood jerseys it's a gentleman in canada that cuts these and paints them and does everything and you can get them in most any NHL team. So if you're a Blackhawks fan around here, you can get I think the Blackhawks you can get either a white or red jersey. This one with the blues was I think they had it on sale because nobody was buying it. So <laughs> luckily Lucas stepped in and grabbed it for me. But it is a really cool thing that's going to hang in a man cave one day. So I'm excited to have that thing. I just now I need to get like Brett Hole to sign it. I think that would be cool to get Hull to sign that thing, and uh, and then just just yeah, hang that in the man cave someday. It'd be pretty cool. So if you're a big hockey nut, check out that wood jersey because it's it's really cool. And I'm fired up about the Winter Classic, uh, especially if that happens at Wrigley. Again, neither team would comment on it to confirm it, but it's from a pretty reliable source that those two will meet in. The winter classic so hopefully the blackhawks will be in better shape next season to make the playoffs the blues getting a little bit older with the young their young core as well so i think the hawks and blues two teams that if you give them another two to three years i think those teams could be back uh, in contention for a cup so we'll see we'll see how that plays out and how it works um i saw rick patino had an idea did you see that by chance a salary cap. Yeah. Do, do you Is think though, Do you think I'll ever bring anything to the table that you didn't see? <laughs> like it would be hockey-related. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but even 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 you heard about the Winter Classic though. I'm like, I'll have to just find some really random Blues signing from their AHL affiliate and bring that into you one day. And I will I'll not be like, know that. I'll be like, what do you think of this, Kyle? Uh huh. You didn't know that, did you? But yeah. Uh, so he wants. He he proposed. Rick Pitino proposed a salary cap in each conference. So you'd have like a, what was it? A one to $2 million salary cap per school. And that's how you would kind of dictate on how you would fill your NIL roster, if you will. And then of course, immediately everybody starts bashing him about, you know, coaches making all the money they do. And they certainly make a lot of money. So I, 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 don't, I don't mind the people bashing, you know, about the money for coaches, but it's like, can we just have one conversation in this country anymore without, Always another side that has to bring up negativity. I mean, let's just just take what it is at face value, and and go from there. And let's start talking. Like, open it up a little bit about the one to two million salary cap, and roll from there. I don't, Zach Eady might eat up your entire salary cap. Yeah, if you're Purdue, you might be <laughs> spending that on one dude. Um, obviously, that's not. Probably going to happen and there's a lot of different things that are going on here and that's it's people a lot smarter than me that will figure all this stuff out but it was kind of a unique thing and it is kind of interesting Kyle to think because we think about college sports anymore it's basically professional sports it seems like right Pretty much at some of the sport level I know some of the sports don't kind of fall into that trap obviously but you think about it it, it is kind of interesting to you think about how your favorite let's say NFL team has to work under a salary cap. And sometimes that costs you a really good player because you can't afford it with everybody else uh, that you're paying. So it would be interesting if that was in, in play in college athletics, where if you're Illinois, let's say, let's take this year's team and you had Terrence Shannon coming back. And you know that's going to eat into a lot of your cap. Can you still afford a Marcus Damask? Still, can you still afford a Coleman Hawkins? And how home?
1: do you have to like play it? So if you have an NBA draft guy that you're like, right. we want to use seventy percent of our cap to exactly. offer this guy to come back, but he's not going to make a decision. How many exactly. guys are we going to lose after that? You know what
0: you're doing. Welcome to college baseball. I've always told Dan Hartlib it's the hardest job in college is college baseball because they have to determine how much of a scholarship package they can give to each player you know and and it's not like football that gets full scholarships and basketball that get full scholarships so and it's not just Illinois I mean it, it happens everywhere so I've always said that uh, Dan Hartleb has and college baseball coaches have the hardest job in uh, college sports trying to figure out how to figure out what kind of scholarships you're giving to each player, and you're valuing essentially what that player is going to bring worth to your team. So this is kind of what it would be in that. I, I don't know, Kyle, I think obviously in your lifetime and hopefully mine, we're going to see major changes to college sports. We've already seen it with the advent of the NIL and obviously the transfer portal with uh, a, you know players able to go wherever without having to sit out a season at least one time. And then also the NIL and what's, what that's done. I don't think anybody is upset about that. I'm sure there's still a few that don't like that notion. But now that it's kind of ingrained in us, I, I think some people don't even think about it anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... I wonder gotten, how many people
0: really think about it anymore.
1: I feel like we've gotten far enough removed right. from it where it, there was all the uproar about it when it first happened, and now it's just kind of like, well, yeah. we've got to take it for what it is. At yeah. this point, it's not going to change. And... No. I'm watching this these three players on my favorite team that are all transfers that are the only reason we're winning. So maybe that's, I'll be quiet.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, like I don't watch an Illinois game and wonder like, ooh, I wonder how much Shannon's making nil, or I wonder. I mean, I've I've thought that. You know, I I thought that especially before the season started as to you know how what these guys are making et cetera et cetera. But it is it's interesting on how it all works. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see when you're 53. Drink, Kyle what all has changed in college sports? I mean, w- will we assume one day break away from the NCAA and just have all the power conferences? I, I think that's probably coming the next thing, sooner
1: right? than later, to be honest with yeah. you. I wouldn't be surprised if in the, net, in the 2020s here, that happens. That's crazy. I feel like it's headed that way. But you, there's people on the text line saying the salary cap would never work because boosters would find a way to pay more oh. than it, which is exactly what would happen. That's that, exa- it's it would, not practical at all. But It
0: would bring that back in, right?
1: Yeah. So it'd be, yeah, you'd actually be throwing it back to before NIL uh-huh. in terms of you'd have the salary cap, but Kentucky and Duke and everybody's going to find their way around it. And it, it's just oh, going to encourage cheating even more at that's, this point. That,
0: that's exactly right. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, Sal, uh, I, I'm not a huge Toby Keith guy, but certainly always appreciated his music and his patriotism. And uh, Toby Keith passed away, so l- lost a, uh, a songwriting and uh, country legend in Toby Keith. Diane, you said he was 62. 62 years old for Toby Keith, suffered from, I believe, stomach cancer. So uh, battled for about four years and uh, certainly a guy that I know his father was a vet and lost an eye, I believe, in a war. So Toby Keith was really big on that. And yeah, that's tough. That's tough to lose a guy like Toby. He did. a He meant a lot to a lot of people when it came to patriotism and also the country music scene. So, uh, yeah, shout out to uh, not a shout out, but uh, uh, obviously condolences to Toby Keith and his family. As we roll along, Um, Wes said, I'm sure Rick would not have wanted a salary cap when he was at Kentucky. Yeah, you would have been paying you would have been paying a lot of those players a lot of money. I don't know how you could fit seven five star all, you know, McDonald All-Americans on your squad. That would be uh, tough to do. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be an interesting uh, future in college sports and it's becoming more and more just professional essentially at that level so that's kind of the way it's going to do so yeah the 651 this is kind of what uh, spurred this on Uh, a judge declaring that the Dartmouth basketball players are now treated as employees and therefore eligible to unionize there's a whole ball of information there that I don't understand and I kind of understand it but I don't know that I want to dig deep into something like that, with regards to do, do you now have to if they 're an employee, do they have to carry work comp you know just stuff like that there 's a lot of different things that uh, that you have to go do you get taxed you know on your uh, on your money i don't i don 't even know now if they I would assume they get taxed on nil i 've never asked that question, so yeah, I mean, imagine it, it's so. income right so I mean it would have to be so it's just there 's a whole lot of stuff that Lon isn 't smart enough to figure out when it comes to that so i 'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in the back on that one and just kind of uh, let it all play out and then kind of comment when it goes to that. Lance, pro sports have a salary cap because it's agreed upon in the collective bargaining agreement. You can't limit earnings without some kind of agreement, and there is no bargaining unit for college sports. That's well said, exactly. So, And obviously, each league in professional sports has a players' union and the owners, and they all figure out exactly what the cap should be, et cetera, and they all agree to it and then they all make concessions for it, and that's why on occasion you will have a strike and such. So, um, yeah, be, it, it'd be an interesting future for all of this, but uh, that's what it is. All right, Deion Thomas at 3.30, excited for that. Talk a little, Matt Silich. The uh, NBA trade deadline is like the 8th. What is today, the 6th? Yeah. So we got two days for the uh, NBA trade deadline, and the story that I looked at today when I Googled that was don't expect a lot of... Movement on NBA trade deadline day. <laughs> so it doesn't sound like there'll be a lot of movement out there. So we'll ask Matt Silich what that means and if there's any kind of movement, what team could kind of make then that next step by adding a certain player or players down the stretch. It's, it's so interesting that, you know, these teams, like the way they do things in the NBA, especially is it's like a team will come up with like, they'll have like six draft picks in like the next draft, you know, because they've accumulated all these draft picks and they're protected one year and then they're not protected that, you know, finally the next year, and now all of a sudden it's a trade you made eight years ago. You finally get that draft pick. Yep. And and then it depends on what that other team has done or where they finish and You also
1: can't trade first round picks in back to back years. So you'll is see trades. Right? Yeah, that's NBA is the only league that has that rule where you can't trade your first round pick back to back years. So you'll see some of these trades where a 20, 30 first rounder will be in there. And like, this, this draft pick's in eighth grade right now. <laughs> I remember he's getting traded for Kevin right, Durant or whatever. Right.
0: I remember when the Sixers went on a flurry of trades and I'm like, well, that's great. We've got number one picks, you know, in five years, you know, like five, <laughs> six and seven years from now, we'll own multiple number one picks. I'm like, what is that going to do for me as a fan right now? So I, I don't know. That is the science all to itself. Uh, when it comes to figuring out the n b a and and how your roster is put together every season, it's crazy how that works
1: I sure with the sh- sure wish the Chicago Bulls would do something in terms of they're just they are settling for this mediocre core they're just way right too in long. the middle aren't they just they, yeah like they
0: win enough games not to get a impactful draft pick.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I said it right before the season that this core that they have right now is not going anywhere. I'd like to see them just try to reset and try to accumulate some picks, try to start to build towards the next couple years. Yeah. What and, is the uh,
0: core when you talk about Zach
1: Levine? Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic. Like, and DeRozan's like 34, Vucevic's like 33. Levine's wow. hurt now mm-hmm. for, out for the season, and they're like 22 and 27. And the okay. rumors coming out of Chicago are – they're just not going to do anything at the trade deadline, <laughs> even though like Alex Caruso could get him a first-rounder and some other guys. I will say Io Sunmu's gotten a nice opportunity here recently. I
0: want to ask Matt about that. He's but played I know, really well. I know you said, uh, you and Derek were talking about that one day, that Io's getting a lot of playing time. My mom actually tapes and watches the Bulls games for Io, so we should maybe bring her on as an Io expert in <laughs> yeah. the NBA. But it does sound like he's getting a lot more playing time and – now, do you know with his new contract, he had what? A, a contract when he was drafted. Is that a two-year guarantee?
1: Yeah, so that he was a free agent, a restricted free agent this past offseason. So he had that two-year contract. Bulls re-signed him for three years, $21 Okay. Million. So okay. that's the first year of that deal. All right.
0: So he's signed for two more years with the Bulls. Of course, they can trade him, et cetera. But uh, that's good to hear. And then, of course... Iowa will hoping be hoping to land that third contract, which could be uh, either the same amount of money he's making now, around seven million, or even more for him. So we'll kind of follow that along. But it's good to see it's been Iowa in double figures
1: thing. in his last ten games, averaging fifteen point eight points, three rebounds, three assists as a starter.
0: That's awesome.
1: The Are last they ten any with games, out, they've been okay. okay. They're just again, they're just middling. They're like the tenth seed in the East right now. which just. Come on. It's the third straight year of this. Let's do something. Don't just sit there with this mediocre team. That's my stance on it. And I said that coming into the year, that this little core here had run its very short course. And I think you got to start looking for ways out of
0: this. It's funny when you look at cities and how their sports teams do. Like Chicago has, if you don't include soccer here, uh, they've got five impactful teams in professional sports right the cubs and white socks the bulls the and Bears. they're all terrible <laughs> i know who am i missing though oh the blackhawks blackhawks and they're all pretty bad. I mean, except for the Cubs, and they they won what the eighty three games. I missed the playoffs. The but. best
1: team in the city missed the playoffs. So, oh my
0: goodness, the Blackhawks have their star of the
1: future. Yeah,
0: and presumably will
1: and the Bears I, might too.
0: Yeah, and the Bears may. So, I mean, you you kind of hope there's a little bit of some upswing there. I don't know what to do about the White Sox. I, that Ooh, that boy. thing is just. Uh, I don't know. That thing is crazy. What's I just I thought they had it figured
1: out. I did too. I thought they were going to be a perennial Same AL that. pennant contender for the next five years. And I like know three injuries
0: didn't help, right? That's certainly Yeah, didn't but help. also
1: just some of these guys that looked really promising just didn't pan out, just like Moncada and mm-hmm. even Eloy Jimenez has been hurt all the time and just not great. Cease has been okay. Cease has been good. They've had, who was the other pitcher that had. The surgery.
0: I mean, they had another guy that – they had two guys, right, that, that always have been battling injuries. Oh, seems Kopech like. too. Kopech, yeah. That's one. I, yeah. So, it's been just a – yeah.
1: Robert's the only one that's really panned out into being a superstar. That's a good
0: point. That's a good point. So, I don't know. Is Tim Anderson back with him or was he even there last year? I think he's year? a free agent. Oh. Okay. So,
1: maybe he'll be back. I don't know. He had a really horrible year last year. After Did he was he really? Mr. Consistency for so long – That punch – yeah. That punch did him in.
0: Yeah, it did. You know, that changed, changed the trajectory for uh, for him, uh, for Frazier. What, what? Uh, yeah, you look at the Bears. I mean, you, you look at, hopefully, I don't know. I assume they're going to go after Caleb Williams with that first I pick think and, they should. I know Pipes would be I know, pissed, but. I
1: know. <laughs> I really think so. <laughs> uh,
0: the Bulls not only need to make a move, but management needs to be changed as well. That's from a 217. I think you could say that about the Bears. Uh Although they did make some manage, some staff changes you know <laughs> on that side, but they're still owned if that's what you're talking about but yeah, I don't know it's 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 sad to think that the Cubs at eighty three wins missing the playoffs are the best team in chicago that's your most hope- hopeful oh, team man. in Chicago right now, and man that's uh of course Saint Louis isn't much better now you only have two again not counting soccer. Uh, you only have the Blues and the Cardinals, and the Blues are just kind of a middling team. And then you got the Cardinals, who just won
1: 71 games. I will say the future is probably looking pretty good for Chicago because you have Bedard with the Blackhawks, He's who is a, a generational type of player. I think the Bears have a really bright future if they go get their quarterback right. in this draft. Right, I agree. And I think the Cubs are on the right path yep. as well. So there's there's three teams I think are in the right headed in the right direction, White Sox and Bulls are kind of both in that same spot of like their future is not very bright. And they're not. You wonder how you get out of it, right? Uh, Yeah, exactly. You're almost, you're in in purgatory.
0: Exactly. You know, it's like, how do we get out of this thing? Um, if I if I told you the Cubs will only sign one more person, that Cody be right. It would be Cody Bellinger, yep.
1: right? That's the easiest answer there yeah, is. Yeah, because you, you've got your ace. You've got a couple of good pitchers, obviously. I would like to grab another pitcher if possible. Who
0: are but... your five? You got Steele as your ace. Hendricks is still there. Hendricks
1: as... will be back, yep.
0: Uh, you signed Shota Imanaga. Oh, that's right. I'm glad you said it. And then uh, who, who would two other pitchers be for you guys? Oh... I, I, it's been a while since you've talked baseball. I know I got to get my head. This chal- challenges here. you, doesn't it, to to go back to uh, to that spot. I mean, oh, you
1: got Tyone, ah, he's the
0: most forgettable oh, pitcher ever because he's yeah. so
1: bad. <laughs> but yeah,
0: T A I L L O N is that right? I, I would
1: like to add one more guy to that mix. I, you got some younger guys coming up too that I'm excited about, like Jordan Wicks. Was in the bigs mm-hmm. late in the year last year, pitched pretty well.
0: What about your first baseman or whatever, Pete Armstrong Crow? Center fielder, or center fielder. Pete I'm Crow sorry. Armstrong. Yeah, Pete Crow Armstrong. My bad. He looks like a
1: stud. Yeah, he. Uh, I'm excited about him. I okay. wonder if he'll be part of the opening day roster or not. But it'd be fun for Cubs fans, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, for him to
1: be there, it's. I like, think so.
0: I mean that that's yeah, Drew Smiley. Someone oh, said on a text oh, yeah. line.
1: I don't think he's going to start this year. I, <laughs> I hope I, not. I had him for a big season last year. Remember? Yeah, you did, and that didn't pan out. I don't think. Of course. Although you also isn't it Wade Miley who you always? Oh like, yeah, I was I was getting you mixed both of those guys up. Miley all the time. and Smiley,
0: I get them all confused. And then your young promising rookie
1: last year, I doomed him by betting on him. Ah, uh, yeah, Wisniewski. Yeah, <laughs> so. You bet on his first start, and he gave up a grand slam in the first inning. I think, I'll if have I to, remember uh, correctly,
0: I'll have to lay some heavy bets on Pete Crow <laughs> Armstrong this year and watch him fail, uh, because that's what happens when lawn wagers. That's exactly what happens. All right, let's catch a break when we come back. All time great Dion Thomas talking about your tenth ranked. Fighting Illini basketball team. We'll do it next. If you want to weigh in on the text line, the U of I Illini Lake text line, it's 217-359-2255. Dion will join us on the Tapman's towing phone line. We'll do it all next. It is The Drive. We would like to invite you to the St. Joseph Ogden FFA Charity
2: Auction on February 10th at the St. Joseph Ogden High School.
0: Dinner will be served at 5, followed by the live and silent auction. There are no tickets needed to attend, and anyone from the community is welcome.
1: Items to be auctioned include 45 bags of seed corn, various milwaukee
0: power tools toro mower custom made fire pits cardinal tickets
2: and various certificates for local businesses for more details about the auction check out our facebook page at st just Vogden ffa illini
0: fans this year we celebrate the 100th anniversary of memorial stadium for the 2024 fighting illini football season Season tickets for the 2024 football season are on sale now, and Illini fans who renew their season tickets by February 1st are eligible to win amazing prizes, memorabilia, and experiences. Secure your season tickets for homecoming, Dad's Day, and a special rededication of Memorial Stadium on October 19th against Michigan. Visit FightingIllini.com for more information. With the leaves and temperatures beginning to fall, it's time to make sure those furnaces are in great running order. Get that furnace tuned up so it doesn't let you down on the cold nights. Dogtown is the people's choice number one HVAC company again in 2023. Ask about the current 0% financing offer on all Lennox high comfort systems and single component units for qualifying applicants. The number's 217-841-4728. Dogtown Heating Air and Plumbing,
1: your home's best friend. Think you have to settle for mediocre car insurance to save money? Think again. It's possible to get superior coverage and still save money with Erie Insurance. Customers who switched to Erie saved up to $951. It pays to compare. Switch and save with Erie.
0: Your Erie agent in Champaign is Thomas & Dellers Insurance.
2: Annual savings based on new customer survey to March 2022 who reported savings when switching auto insurance. Individual premiums and savings will vary. Hi, I'm J.T. Barnhart, the president of OSF Heart of Mary Medical Center. Really want to promote our emergency room services at Heart of Mary, Uh, getting ready to do a campaign just to show the community what a great service that is. When you're in a health emergency and you need care, our team at Heart of Mary will take great care of you and we'll get you in and out. Our wait times are usually less than 10 minutes. Door to provider times have run under 15 minutes. And so you're going to see a physician in less than 20 minutes when you come to Heart of Mary ER. I think that a sensational service for the community. One other area I want to promote is that OSF Heart of Mary is in network with your health insurance provider. We take all insurances, everything that is in the community, all payers, our providers, our hospital, our ancillary departments, our new surgery center, and our urgent cares accept your insurance. And so if you're having trouble getting in with a provider, know that OSF can see you timely, quickly, and we take your plan.
0: When it comes to finding a reliable vehicle, look no further than Sarah Champagne, your trusted automotive destination. They carry a lineup of top brands, including Honda,
1: BMW, Subaru, GMC, and Buick.
2: And they're not just about cars. They're about people. Their team is dedicated to providing you with trustworthy service and dependable vehicles that fit your lifestyle. Experience the difference at Sarah Champagne. Visit Sarah, S-E-R-A,
0: Champagne.com. Are you one of those guys out there tinting windows day in and day out, all different shades of black and ready to put a little color in your life? Come work for us. At Aftershock, we're looking for a guy with experience in wrapping, whether it be window tinting, vinyl wrapping, anything of that sort, or somebody with just ambition that wants to show up to work and be proud of what they do. You know those wraps with Troy Lands on the back waving at you? That's our work. Call us, 833-DECAL-IT or email office at aftershockdd.com. We want you. At Pards in Urbana, the boots just keep on coming. They're known for their huge collection of men's cowboy boots, women's cowgirl boots, kids' boots, and even shoes. If you're searching for top footwear brands, look no further than Pards. They carry a wide variety, including Ariat, Dan Post, Smoky Mountain, Roper, Double H, and more. And if socks or accessories are what you need, they've got all your high-quality essentials. Since 1968, Pards has been serving their customers with high-quality merchandise. And if you haven't been to Pards in a while, a lot has changed. Go check them out just off University Avenue in Urbana. It is The Drive, ESPN Radio 93.5, The Drive with Tay and Piper. No Pipes this week, celebrating the birth of his daughter Nellie, so congrats to them. As mentioned yesterday. And uh, we will let Pipes have a week off for sure. And wh- however much time he needs to take as going forward. Although, you know, I'm. Once we get past
1: like a week and a half, Lion yeah, is going to need to be gone. I'm gonna so have to, pipes got to come back. I'm going
0: to have to have towel people in here, like toweling me off from sweating. I'll just, I mean, it's just going to be a lot of hard work for me. And I don't know that I can do that <laughs> anymore, Kyle. All right. We are efforting Dion Thomas. I know he uh, was busy doing some things. Uh, around this time, but he said he should be able to join us at 3.30. So, we've left him a chance to uh, give us a call, so hopefully we'll talk to Dion Thomas soon. Matt Silich coming up at 4.05. We'll talk some NBA Tread Deadline and also Io. And I kind of want to ask Matt, like, what's the best path for Io? Is it just right where he's at? And hope that uh, he kind of latches on as a full-time starter in the future for the Bulls? We'll uh, ask him that and go from there. I mean Kyle, from what you've seen, and I know I don't know how much you watch the NBA, I'm not going to sit here and, and
1: less and less since the Bulls have refused to be anything other than average.
0: Exactly I'll tell you that. Do you think IO is the kind of guy that could become a full-time starter in the NBA, or is he more of a guy that probably is just kind of that next
1: tier? I think he could start. At long term, I, I think he has a lot of things that you like. I mean, he's been such a good defender in the, in the NBA so far. He's got some size and length to him. And I think that he is a guy that can kind of play both guard spots as well, where we know that he can go get his own, plays downhill really well. He's shot the threes. Last year he had a dip in his three-point shooting percentage down to like 31% after shooting well as a rookie, this year he's back up to 37, 38%. So you can play him on the wing, but we also know from his time here at Illinois that you can play him on the ball too sure. and put him in some, some ball screens and whatnot. So I think he has a, a skill set that he's never going to be a superstar in the NBA. He's going to be, I think he can be a really quality role player for a long time. And I think he does fit in a lot of lineups. So I, I think he could start for a lot of teams. Uh, at, but at the end of the day, I think. You know he probably is going to be mainly a bench guy for most of his career. Would agree, but I do think that he'll be in the league for a long time I was because he say. just he, he he's really solid and reliable and has been since he's entered the league. And now you've seen that with more opportunity, he's played really well. So I think that there are going to be teams he's going to have to obviously play out this contract with the Bulls. Which hopefully, if the Bulls finally decide to trade <laughs> some guys away and kind of go into a rebuild type of mode. He'll get plenty of opportunity to play right. and start. And then once he makes it to that third contract, I'm sure he'll have a lot of interest. I just I think he's been super reliable. Would he be the kind of guy, and we can ask Matt this as well, that would
0: be interesting to another team? I think so. Making seven mil a year for the next two years. Well, this year and the next two. Is, is, is that is I mean, the, the, the perfect – I mean, we love that he's in Chicago, right? And he loves oh, that yeah. he's in Chicago. And his family probably really loves that he's in Chicago. There was nothing better than watching that family, you know, root for Io and pull for Io, and they were very close-knit and coming to every game. And so, I'm sure they're loving life knowing he's right there in the city that they can go watch every game. But it would be neat if he were able to go to a contender – And like you said, get out of a team that's kind of in purgatory and probably will be the rest of his contract now. I mean, I know things can change in a
1: hurry, but... I'd hope that this (laughs) offseason, there's some decisions made that allow... Actually, again, it's going to be bad for as a Bulls fan because I want them to be bad here. It's time to just reset things. But if they do go that route, unless, like you said, for whatever reason, there's a team that's interested in Iowa to trade, I think that's a guy that you want to just give... Opportunity to the next two years of his contract if you're in kind of a reset mode and in this middling type of area, and just let Io and Kobe White, that backcourt of two young guards, just get plenty of opportunity to prove themselves and develop. That's what I hope happens. So, I don't, I, in an ideal world for me as a Bulls fan, I hope Io to soon was a starter heading into next year that be because awesome. that means that the Bulls are probably. You know, yeah. DeRozan's not back, and they, they made some moves. Maybe Zach Levine gets traded, whatever it is. We'll
0: see. We'll see what happens there. All right, college basketball tonight in the Big Ten, Kyle. Rutgers at Maryland, Indiana at Ohio State.
1: Rutgers-Maryland might not get to 100 combined points <laughs> in that game with those two offenses. And that's offenses. the only
0: one that uh, most of us can see on BTN. Oh, of course you know, it no, is. I'm kidding. I'm sure a lot of you get Peacock. Uh, yeah, so Rutgers at Maryland, Indiana at Ohio State. Be nice to see Ohio State win a game for my fantasy team, uh, but they got a great chance. They do Indiana tonight. They do. This would be one that they could possibly make hay on, and then Michigan State at Minnesota. So obviously, Illinois fans. It's kind of an, an intriguing game. I agree actually, with you.
1: Minnesota has been pretty solid. They've given some teams in trouble. They just beat Northwestern at home on Saturday, and Michigan State now obviously they got a huge home game on Saturday against Illinois. And so this is kind of one of those trappy spots where if they don't come to play, Minnesota could pick them off pretty easily. Minnesota
0: has impressed me this year. This is a team that's 14-7. and They're 5-5 and in conference. Now, as always, and with every Minnesota football or basketball team, they play like Camargo, Illinois, Hugo, Illinois, and Milford, (laughs) Illinois before they start their uh, conference season. And then it seems like they start going downhill after that. But it is interesting that, you know, this is a team, like you said, has challenged a lot of teams and hasn't been kind of the rollover gophers that we're used to. So, you know, they lose battle and you think, all right, well, you're losing your best player. We'll see what happens there. But they've kind of connected and their point guard is one of the best. In the Big Ten and in the country.
1: I think he leads the country in assists per game is what I saw.
0: And why am I forgetting his name?
1: Elijah Hawkins. That's
0: it, Elijah Hawkins. I know he was wounded a little bit with an ankle and missed a game or two, but he has been really good for Minnesota and Ben Johnson. and, And Ben Johnson, I think, has done a good job with that team to where maybe he can cement a little bit more of a future there in Minnesota he's a guy that played for the Gophers so I'm sure a lot of Minnesota fans are hoping that he does well so I don't know Minnesota is just a team that uh in in what is a bad Big Ten conference I feel like they're kind of taking advantage
1: of that they are yeah I mean totally when you look at comparatively to the rest of the conference, normally you look through and, oh, Minnesota, it's a free win. Minnesota, that's the one exactly team that you can just completely dominate regardless how you play. And I don't know if they're in the bottom five of teams that I would want to see right now in this conference. I, I'm with you. So, I, yeah, and especially you go there to Minneapolis. So Wisconsin played in a dogfight there, found a way to squeak one out as only Wisconsin I do. know Those teams don't like each other. But then Northwestern goes in there and, and loses, and they beat Maryland, Michigan. They did beat Nebraska there as well, so yeah, they're yeah you, look, you look at their non-conference. I know. Bethune Cookman, UTSA, <laughs> USC upstate, Arkansas, Ooh. Pine Bluff, New Orleans, Florida Gulf Coast, IUPUI, Ball State and Maine. Oh that is my. a gauntlet of a non-conference. Oh
0: my goodness. That's no, it's horrendous.
1: It isn't. That's
0: bad. I mean that's that's worse than I even thought Minnesota could do.
1: Then again, you can't totally blame a team like Minnesota. Like right. they just want to stack as many wins as possible because they yeah, know we're that. we're talking about them right Once now. you <laughs> get into conference play, you're it's probably not going to. Going to go no
0: downhill from there. Uh, again, fourteen and seven, five and five overall. This is kind of a big game for them. Yeah, it is tonight. Uh, with uh, I, I still think they've got a lot of work
1: to do. Yeah, I mean, I tournament. don't think they're going to get to the NCAA tournament. But, hey, honestly, if they get to an NIT, yeah. that'd be a successful year for this team. I totally agree with that. So, we'll
0: see. So, not not really a big gauntlet of games that you are must-watch TV tonight. Uh, but I am interested in that Indiana-Ohio State game to see how that fares for uh, the not only the Hoosiers but also the Buckeyes, who Ohio State has just, just been really, really bad this year. They're sitting right above Michigan – at three and eight, isn't it, isn't it funny when you think of the Big Ten, and we always think football, right, a lot of times, how Ohio State and Michigan just lead the way when it comes to football, and now you look at their two schools in basketball. That is crazy. Probably, I never thought about that. Pro- probably both will have new coaches, for sure, I think, at Michigan. I mean Holtman. I, I, although I say that, I say I'd say for sure, for sure at Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah,
1: I was about ready to flip that because. But Michigan, you just never know. I
0: know. I mean, Juwan has got him to what an elite eight. He won a Big Ten title. Asterisk. Yeah. Involved asterisk. That's how you say it. Uh, involved. We're there not with really that. counting
1: that one <laughs> over here, but well, for argument's sake.
0: Yeah, they'll they'll hang a huge banner. Will Michigan, you know, to to celebrate that, but. You look at what they're – I mean, it is – they're two and 2-9 and 7-15 and 15 overall. It has just
1: been – And I brought up yesterday, you look bad. at the rest of their schedule, I'm not sure I see another win on it Agree. for Michigan. Maybe Agree. one.
0: Yeah. And Ohio State's got a couple of home games this week that they could maybe put some distance between them and Michigan. Yeah, I mean, you better beat Indiana
1: at home tonight or would you you're pull in the, Michigan territory. Would you
0: pull the trigger on getting rid of Howard and Holtman I mean, those Meaning are, mid-season? No, 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 not right now. I'm sorry. At the end of the year. Let's For sure. presume that they both continue down this path. Do you Absolutely. definitely? I mean, those are two – you know, you look at – Jawan Howard's a guy that played at Michigan, kind of a legacy guy, if you will. He's from Chicago. You, I mean, he's recruited well. He's lost guys early to the NBA. Obviously, his team looks like it's given up
1: this year, which is very strange. That's kind of the sign to me. At both of these teams, you kind of can feel when there's – the coach has just lost the program kind right. of. And, and you can just feel it you can feel it in the fan base. You can feel it when there's two thousand people showing up to these arenas for these games and you can feel it with the way the team is just flat and uncompetitive. And that's really kind of the sign to me of you gotta make a change yeah, here. I totally agree. And totally. I think that's the case for both these teams. And and the other thing with Juwan too is there's been so much off the court stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be willing to maybe give him a that's pass. A good point knowing that he did get them to an elite eight and a sweet 16, two and three years ago, knowing obviously that he's such a important part of the program's history. You'd maybe be willing to give him a little leash. If you didn't have a lengthy suspension for a handshake altercation, some rumors about a practice altercation with the strength coach, your point guards suspended for home away <laughs> games. Cause he can't get a 2.0 GPA. Like, there's just so much extracurricular stuff going on with Michigan that, you just to me
0: not fun yeah i just it, it just feels like wipe the clean slate yeah it's it's too much or, to overcome even slate. for wipe a guy that is clean.
1: such a legacy guy there at michigan it's just too much that's happened yeah
0: now holtman they haven't had many problems right
1: but they've just they're just boring. really underperformed
0: right they're they're underperforming and they're boring now the only argument you could see for holtman is it's a it's a team that is basically all sophomores so, they're playing a young team, and if you are going to assume, which is a really bad thing to do in today's college world, if you're going to assume that all of these guys will return for the next year or two, then obviously Ohio State could be a team that could could work their way up these standings as they get older and become older. And as Brad Underwood always says, you know, you, I want to be old and stay old and I think last year was a perfect example of uh, Illinois. I, he did not like that, and I think that's why you see this team at Illinois as one of the oldest in the country. So if you assume that Ohio State will keep these guys, then maybe you give Holtman a little bit more of a leash to say, okay, we're going to let you go one more year. These guys will be juniors. Um, they've got some decent talent there. They but, do. But that's I the problem, know.
1: though, like – I would not be comfortable assuming that those guys want to come back and Agreed. play for Ohio State next year, regardless of who the coach is. Yep. In fact, there's maybe an argument to be made that bringing in a brand new face to re-recruit those guys might actually make them more willing to stay. It just feels like that they're done playing for Holtman, and and it's just you can see it in their play. It's just a dead team to Agreed. me. Agree. So I, it, you bring up a great point in that. You can't really make that assumption no. that those guys would come back, even in a theoretical situation where you are trying to give yep. Holtman another year to build with them. I don't know if that's going to be in his control. This
0: is like some humbling pie to Michigan and Ohio State fans. Yeah, they. I mean, you. you I need, mean, after what they do in football every year, and Ohio State could win a national title next year in football. Oh, to-
1: they got like every player except Marvin Harrison right. and a couple others back,
0: and a new quarterback right. who we think will be better. So Ohio State is is really in line. I mean, they picked up a lot of the Alabama transfers when Nick Saban retired. They are in line to possibly, they might be the number one ranked team coming out in the polls next year in football. So you look what Michigan just did winning a national title, getting to the playoffs the year before. Of course, Harbaugh has moved on to, to the Chargers, but now you see Ohio State emerging. But when it comes to the basketball side of thing. It's interesting that it's kind of some humble pie to the Buckeyes and, and Wolverines fans. Now they'll they'll quickly tell you, well, we're all about We ball. don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, we basketball. don't care about that.
1: Right. Let's talk about our defense <laughs> next year. I liked how Dan weighed in on
0: the U of I Line of Lake text line and um, it's scary to me that he knows this, but Minnesota, the Gophers, eighteen and three against the spread this year. So- That's the type
1: of number that Piper would know if he was oh, here. Yeah.
0: So Dan, I, I'm assuming that Dan has ridden the Minnesota against the spread uh, quite a bit, and it makes sense. I mean, what that tells you, if you're going to, going to look at it from a basketball point of view and not a betting point of view, is that it's a team that has done better than what we thought and has been competitive in games where maybe the spread obviously didn't think they would be, so I guess that's a testament to uh, Ben Johnson and that Gophers team that they are making a game of it with regards to this and, um, and at least being somewhat competitive in the Big Ten especially. So 18-3 and three against the spread. So there you go. If you want to do some wagering tonight, who does Minnesota host? Michigan State. Oh, yeah, Michigan State, which I guess we'll be kind of setting our eyes on a little bit. With regards to uh, the Spartans being able to host Illinois this coming Saturday, Uh, he said Ohio State just got a commitment from a top 10 high school basketball player this week. That should help Holtman. I agree with that. Will be uh, will be interesting to see again with that sophomore laden team if they try to give maybe a little bit longer leash to Holtman to ride it out through next year. Um we'll see, and Scott said Indiana gave Woodson a million a year raise last year for no reason i've seen that happen before
1: yeah that's not looking they want very him gone.
0: I know that Penn State game it wasn't a nail in the coffin, but man it it you were picking out caskets yeah I mean, that mean, was that was a
1: it definitely ugly definitely i mean it was a nail in the coffin on this Indiana season, yeah, I think Woodson'll probably get another year where they're basically going to be like, go put together a roster that actually makes sense on the basketball court. Because we know you can bring talent in here. Yeah. Put together a roster that actually is capable of winning games together, and we'll give you one more chance to do that. And he's got a five-star wing in uh, Liam McNeely, I want to say is his name, who's committed there. So I I think he'll have another year, but he's better go get some guards that can play.
0: Yeah, no, I totally
1: agree. I think, but yeah, if you get – if you go into the portal and get a couple of guards, Renew comes back, and you add McNeely in the mix, and you never know, Mbako might come back depending on what his draft status is. You could flip Indiana around in one offseason, and you they could, could be at, at the top of the conference. So I think Woodson has a little more time. But I put, put probably like think they're regretting that. That raise after. Let's put him four or five in the cup. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah,
0: that's fine. Yeah, let's don't do that. All right. This is kind of funny to look And, and again, we apologize. I, we were hoping to get Dion, but I know he's a busy guy. So it might be that we try to get him next hour. Or if not, we'll try to get him this week and hear from Dion Thomas uh about the Fighting of basketball. So if you're kind of tuning in for that and now you're listening to Kyle and you're like, I don't like him and I don't really want to <laughs> keep listening to
1: Kyle. Hey, I'm no Dion Thomas. It, right, exactly. I understand. Exactly. It. Yeah. I understand. <laughs>
0: just just understand that at any moment, Dion could pop on. So, until then, you got to listen to Kyle. Uh, it's kind of interesting. You go through the list like Purdue, Matt Painter's not going anywhere. Brad Underwood's not going anywhere. Greg
1: Gard's not going anywhere.
0: Chris Collins, if he has – What a yeah. job
1: he's done to completely turn his – Now, that team is – Standing old... around. Yeah, they – they're going to have some work to do.
0: So I don't know what they've got coming in next year, but if Chris Collins on himself was ever going to make a move, yeah, uh, you wonder if this wouldn't be the year because – That's
1: a great point.
0: You've got Ty Berry who's done. I think he might have another year. Ty? He's a senior. He's oh, a senior, but, you know but I think he
1: has a COVID year. Okay,
0: so Ty could have a COVID –
1: could Boo have a COVID? No, this is his COVID year. This is year. last year. I think um, Barnheiser does have another – I think he – is he only a junior? They start like four seniors. I know or Langborg is fifth year.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because he transferred, from like Penn or something. What Princeton, about their? Yep. What about their big dude, Nicholson? Nicholson. I wonder what uh, what his status. Is. I don't remember. I don't remember him like a couple of years ago. So maybe
1: he's a fourth year senior. Okay, so, so he, he has a COVID year.
0: It. But there, you know, you lose Boo Bowie, and if you l- would lose. I mean, you lose Boo Booey, and yeah, you know, right, right. that's not that all you need. That alone, you're losing one of the best players in the Big Ten, and that might be and so. At the end
1: of the day, you can't imagine Northwestern's NIL is great, and there's even with what Boo has done, you can't imagine that Chris Collins is going to be able to go in the portal and get a stud point guard to replace him. So,
0: I got to give credit. I understand what happened to Pat Fitzgerald. It was ugly, right? And he lost his job because of it. But take that out of the equation and remember when Pat Fitzgerald was was cruising along at Northwestern, whether it be winning a Big Ten title or two, which he did, or having like two years ago, just a horrendous season. But Kyle, when you think about it, Pat Fitzgerald overstayed his stay a lot longer than I thought. I thought he would one day be the Notre Dame coach. I thought one day he could be the Bears coach. And yet he kept staying with Northwestern. Chris Collins is another guy that when he was hired there, I thought to myself, Okay, he'll kind of pay his dues a little bit, and then he'll move on. you got to give Northwestern credit. They are able to keep their coaches. Now, I don't know if that – maybe there's a little bit of a zero pressure to win. Right. So they make millions,
1: and there's no pressure to win. If you win anything of substance, <laughs> right. it's a humongous success. Where's just what it at, is.
0: You look at Brad Underwood, who has one of the most fanatical fan bases in the country with Illini fans, and I'm one of them. You're one of them. And you look at the pressure that Brad is under to win at Illinois. He has been able to do it in all but one month, and we understand that. And hopefully, we put that to bed this season. But for the most part, Brad Underwood's lived up to the billing with regards to getting a lot of wins uh, for Absolutely. Illinois. So it, it's. It, but I'm sure. I'm sure the stress that Brad feels is a lot more than oh, the stress that know. Chris feels at Northwestern. Brad
1: Underwood keeps pumping out top fifteen teams that are. Yeah, Totally safe in the tournament, and you know that he's feeling like... He's feeling good. That's not going to matter unless I, I finally get that March run because that is what the pressure is Totally a program agree. like Illinois.
0: Let's keep going down here. Tom Izzo, could he do a Nick Saban? <laughs> I think
1: it might benefit Michigan State if he did.
0: I mean, who would be next there?
1: I do, do they not have know. A they, they, don't a ha- they don't have like a built-in successor like some programs. Right,
0: because I know he
1: was, of course the number one assistant for Judd Heathcote
0: when when Judd retired and then they gave it to Tom. But I don't know that Tom's got that guy at Michigan State, so that would be a monster job to be available if that came open. But uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. I could see Izzo maybe doing a little bit of a Nick Saban and saying I'm out.
1: I mean, he's the one that keeps coming out and complaining about uh, how he everything. hates – everything about the new college basketball. I've tried so to get him to a beach that point, for three years. At that point, like, if you hate it so much and you can't wait to tell quit. everybody how much you hate it, <laughs> maybe You're it is best. Your net worth is $40 million, You know, walk I mean? away. Just walk away. You got that national title. I know oh, it was exactly. like 24 years ago now. but
0: Well, and I think one of the coolest stats, for the longest time, every player that went to Michigan State played in the Final Four. And it happened for like 20 years. I mean, it was amazing that... I don't care if you were a freshman or a Every senior. Every four-year player. Every four-year player played in a Final Four, which is pretty outstanding when you think about it. All right, real quick to go. Ben Johnson, I think, is doing okay at Minnesota, especially if they can continue to kind of tread water here and keep their head above water.
1: You wouldn't have said that preseason, no. but I think he's bought himself another year. Would
0: agree. I think Hoiberg's fine.
1: He has definitely saved his Mike standing. Mike
0: Woodson, we'll see. You had, a, you had kind of an argument to keep him He's there. on...
1: The hotter of seats comparatively, yeah. but I think he probably is safe.
0: Maryland, I know we look at them as a team that, you know, should be ranked number one in the country, but, you know, they're struggling. They're 5-6 and six overall, 13-9. and nine. How do they play so well against this? And they've got some studs with Young and Dante Scott and Julian Reese. I mean, Kevin Willard?
1: Uh, he's in his second year, so I'd yeah, imagine he's going to get call. a couple more to really build his – program.
0: Is it Mike Rhodes at Penn State?
1: Yeah, he just got hired. So he's, he's made fine. them
0: a pretty competitive team. Yeah, uh, he's
1: developed those guards pretty well. I mean, especially Clary, who was one of agreed. the only holdovers from Shrewsbury and barely contributed last year, right. and he's averaging 18.
0: Fran McCaffrey just that's really
1: up to him. Set the Iowa record. He just passed Dr. Tom. That's just one of those where, like, he's our coach
0: as long as he uh, wants to be. Steve Peichel's got the top two players, basically, in the country coming in next year. So, he's not going anywhere at Rutgers. No. And they just got, what, Griffins or whatever his name Griffiths, is? Yeah, Griffiths. The, yeah.
1: The guy that crushes <laughs> Harry Potter
0: at. Yep. <laughs> he was the five-star guy, I think. He or was, a four, he was maybe, four, Four-star yeah. guy. Um, oh, and then we talked about Ohio State and Michigan. So, there could be some turmoil in the Big Ten coaching ranks, I know Brad always talks about how great the coaches are, and I don't doubt that. I don't think you know he's, that's not as bad as sometimes him saying. Do this we need is the to league. say
1: best league in the country though? Nah, which is what know. he said in our open yesterday. Yeah, let's ah. take a look at the league this year, Brad.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, maybe they're not the best recruiters. Maybe they're just good coaches, but we'll see. All right, we got to catch a break. Sorry about that with Dion. I'm not sure what happened, but. Uh, I'm sure Mr. Thomas got busy and uh, didn't get a chance to visit with him. Maybe we can next hour. Maybe he thought 3:30 Eastern, or no Pacific, or what? What would that be? Doesn't matter. Matt Silich, he out on a Florida beach. I like maybe you wanna be? maybe maybe he is. Uh, Matt Silich will join us to talk some NBA to start of the next hour. We'll talk a lot about I O and then the trade deadline in the NBA. So we'll visit with Matt next. You've got us on the drive. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC.